What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Central podcast for Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Yeah, Cover Band Central. Tony B coming to you live from New Jersey. Yes. What is up, everybody? Come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. We will say hello back. Got lots to talk about today. Uh, Already, Trent jumping in saying, hey, very enthusiastic. Hey, hey, Trent, what's happening? Enthusiastically saying, hey. Um, hey, we are broadcasting live right now, streaming live right now on Tuesday, March 7th at 7.02 p.m. Central Time on the Coverband Central Facebook page in the Coverband Central Facebook group and on the Coverband Central YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is in the description of this episode. Click that link, hit subscribe, check out all the past shows we've done and all the other videos, great videos that are on our channel. But if you're coming in here right now live with us, come on in and say hello. We do the audio podcast too, um, and the link for that is in the description as well. We just got picked up by Pantheon uh, Media, and they have they have all music related podcasts, uh, great ones on there. So go check those out. But the link to ours, to all the ones we've done, all 194 episodes, are in there on Pantheon and uh, Mega Megaphone. You can check that out. We're all on on all the other po- Mega. podcast networks as well. Um, but check it out. Lots of people coming in and say hello. I love it. Uh, Trent was the first. And yeah, lobby's jamming. Trent's first here. Oklahoma here. Oklahoma. Um, New Jersey here. Uh, Melvin is joining from New Zealand, and it's the 8th of March. Yes, he's in the future. Yes, the future. He's a future man. How does the future look, Melvin? Tell us. Melvin, what kind of lottery numbers you got for <laughs> Corey's in Canada on Prince Edward Island. Very cool. Jen's in sunny Florida. I don't think it's sunny right now. As opposed to overcast Florida, but nighttime, right? Yeah. So, I mean, James, uh, Jim is in South Jersey. Hey, South Jersey, Jim. And CJ says good morning. So she's in the future too. Yes, she's in the future. Uh, also, Larry's in Jersey. Larry representing. Mick, uh, hey, the Garden State, baby. Mick said good day from Australia. What's up, Mick? It's tomorrow there. And uh, Donna's in Indiana. Says, hey, now. Uh, Hey, y'all. Still, still today there. She says y'all from Indiana. How about that? Maybe she's not really from you, uh, Indiana. Maybe Jennifer is in a, downtown. Jennifer's a small town in, in uh, <laughs> Vermont. Vermont. Sick. Oh, there it is. Is oh, her small town that she lives in sick or cover band central podcast is sick? I don't know. Either way, it's... She needs to... Uh, one is good, one is bad. Clarify. So, yeah, Linda's in Ohio. Sick is good. Sick is like, dude, that's sick. Right. It's not like, dude, I'm feeling sick. Roseanne in Tennessee. What's up, Roseanne? Tennessee. I just saw um, um, Cocaine Bear. I went yesterday to watch Cocaine Bear in the theaters. The movie. You're familiar with it? No, I'm not. There's a movie out called Cocaine Bear. Is it about a grizzly on cocaine? Yeah. It's, it's based on a true story. In the 80s, there was a drug plane flying over Tennessee, and they dumped a ton of coke out of the plane for whatever whatever reason it was because they i think they were gonna they were getting pulled over they were gonna get caught or something and in duffel bags just dumped a ton of it and uh later after that as you know people when (laughs) investigating they found a bear who had died from a cocaine overdose so this this movie it, they couldn't get him into rehab in time. There's no one <laughs> right. Where's Grizzly Adams when you need him, dude? He should have been watching out for that. So this movie is an imagination. They call it an imagination of what may have happened after the bear found the cocaine at before he died. Oh, so he's having like mad parties. He's dealing. He's you know, something he's, like that. I don't. He's king of the wild. Even though he already is king it was, of the wild it's, where it's, he lives, but he's now he's super king. Yeah, it's pretty funny and it's pretty violent too. So. Uh, but I, I enjoy the movie. <laughs> Very beautiful from my perspective, says Melvin. Love it. Awesome, um, Melvin. Lorraine's a Cal- my perspective too. Lorraine's in California. Yes, Lorraine's in California. Edward says, "Hey guys, Edward Daniel Simmons, uh, yeah. always coming back here." Um, so we appreciate all you guys being here. You can interact with us during this whole show. Yeah, here. full house tonight. Awesome. Ask questions, comments. Tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's an interactive show, Tony. Yeah, we don't want any fourth wall here. Right, which we'll talk about with our topic. Did you read my uh, breakdown? Of course, of, I of course, I read I read all the time. Good. I read everything. Mm. 
I read the breakdown. I, I'm I'm privy to what the topics will be for this evening. And I don't think that's something we've ever really honed in on that in particular. No, it's a good topic to talk about because you know. Well, we'll get to it, right? Yeah, we'll let's get talk, to it. Let's talk about current events, Steve. Current so, events. what has happened since the last time that you and I have spoken? I'm playing still like crazy. Bourbon Street, two gigs a day on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I start at two o'clock. First gig is two o'clock to six fifteen. The second gig is seven o'clock to one thirty in the morning. It is um, thirteen sets on Friday and on Saturday, and eleven sets on Sunday, and. Uh, it's a thing still. I'm I'm really kind of in a groove with it, though, because um, I've been doing it now steadily with no weeks off for several weeks. And what we talked about last week, I said, are you getting used to it? You get into a groove a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's still there's still the fatigue a bit um, and more psychological fatigue than physical fatigue, fatigue. It's hmm. you know, it's just thinking about, oh, my God, I have so much to do. So so Friday I went in. And the, the keyboard, the guy who plays keyboards in the day band, his name is Sonny. Um, he sings with uh, the band I play with at night as well. So he's doing doubles too. But he plays keyboards during the day and he sings at night. Uh, is he the only guy doing doubles with you out of the two bands? Yes. Yes. Okay. The only one with me. Yeah. So he's your wingman for this. Yeah, he yeah. really is. And and he's he stands right next to me um, during the day. And, we you know, we talk a lot and we joke around. And he's, he's a great guy. He's very, very talented. Um, and you know, we get along very well. He plays every instrument and he plays it all well. Um, so, uh, yeah. and he's 10 years and he's 10 years younger than me. So yeah, there's that, but, um, yeah, it's good. Definitely. Claire says good gig money. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm making, I'm making good money right now. Um, well, I would hope so after 37 sets a weekend, I mean, dude, that's like, that's mega songs, right? So thirty-seven sets. Is it thirty-seven? Is that was it what, thirteen? Well, thirteen and thirteen and eleven. And 11. So thirteen and thirteen is twenty. Thirty-seven. You're right. Plus ten is thirty-six. Plus one's thirty-seven. Right. Ding, ding, ding. So I, I so I passed the math test, baby. That's right, Johnny. I got it right. So I said Johnny's heckling. Johnny's heckling me over here. I got to straighten him out. So I say it's it's sunny. Uh, Friday when we went in, you know, it's early. It's like we, we get there around one o'clock and we start at two. And, um, and I said, uh, you know, Friday I said, I look at Sonny and I said, we do generally about 300 songs every weekend, me and you. And then, uh, you know, we did the first song and I go, that's one. <laughs> 300 club, baby. Only 299 more to go. So I was thinking though, um, how accurate am I really with that number? I'm not sure. So I, I quickly downloaded a counter on my phone and counted, you know, a, a ticker and just each time we played a song, hit that ticker and counted for the entire day. I counted every song, how many weeks. Okay. So, so hang on. So one day, 13 sets, right? Yeah. And you know how many songs you played? I know exactly how many songs. Yeah. Okay. So let me guess before you okay. tell me. Okay. Okay. And do you want to guess each band or you want to guess the total? No, no, I'm going to guess the total amount of songs for 13 sets. The total amount of songs, what you think is, is 13 sets. You want to guess it like without going over? Um... Yeah, like I'm going to, like Price is Right. I have to get as close to the number as possible without going over. And if I come within, we'll say 5% of being correct, then I'll take the extra challenge for the extra money to try and decipher how many you did with each band. Okay, so we can consider this. It's our little game that we play here. I so will be so, triumphant. So let's go. All right. Let's hear what you All got. Right. So so each set is how long? 45 minutes. So you have 13 45-minute sets, right? Correct. So 45 minutes. I but before you guess, I, I, I'm going to tell you that. The, I'm thinking you can tell me all you want. Just, well, I, I have to I'm make sure I'm very clear with this because this is the total amount of songs that were, were played by both bands. But I didn't necessarily play on every song because there were some songs where, like, for instance, during the day, one of our singers, if we get a request for a country song, he'll do it. He'll play acoustic and do it by himself. But I did count that as, as a song. And, and there's other I'm not getting into details as to who played what. I'm just saying. No, no, but I'm just trying to I, I'm getting to there's other songs that we do that are kind of medley sort of mashup things. And I counted each song as a song. 
And it, so, so if you had it five may not songs the, in the medley, right? I understand what you're saying. It may not be. No, we don't do a five song medley. Like, like for instance, we do "Living on a Prayer" and "You Give Love a Bad Name" together, and we stop "Living on a Prayer" at the the modulation. We and we go into "Bad Name," so we don't do that full last minute of the song. We'll give it a shot. Yeah. Bam! You're into the next song. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so regardless of who played okay, what, but yeah, you, okay. still count, you still counted the songs. I counted every song that was played, yeah. And if I heard correctly what you're saying, not every song is maybe accurately documented as a five-minute duration. Yeah, I would say 90. you have some medalized things in there. I, but you're playing, it's a 45-minute song. 90, 95%, 96% of the songs are full songs. Okay. So, you know, yeah. So... You know, ten to twelve songs a set max would be a hundred and thirty, right? If you did ten songs, and then if you did twelve songs, be another twenty six. So we're talking anywhere between, you know, one hundred and thirty and one hundred and fifty six songs. One hundred and fifty six being the real high side. So I'm gonna place my wager. Okay, I, are you are you sure you've completely talked this through? Well, you got thir- 13 sets, right? 13 sets. In one day, in one day. Right. And each set each set is 45 minutes. Right. So for each I'm saying so for each set potentially within that 45 minute time zone, right? If if you played a bunch of 5 minute songs, right? It would be like nine songs would be 45 minutes. If every song was exactly 5 minutes. But not every song is five minutes, some are less, what, right? Yeah, but there's something else you're not taking into account there. What's that? Well, think about our topic today. Yeah. Requ- yeah, I, I, okay, I'm pondering it. I haven't revealed it yet, but yes, what, what would be part of that topic? The downtime in between to take requests? Ho! Stumped the drummer. Look, the drummer just got one up on you, didn't he? Okay. So, take into consideration... The potential for hey we're getting a request and i have to go on my phone i have to look at that request i have to down uh, tell the band what we're playing right we have to get that in. so then maybe you're down to 10 to 12 maybe you're in the seven to nine range now songs per set okay so if i took an average of eight and did 13 sets that would be 80 and 24 be 104 songs per set Right for, for, per 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 thirteen set day night combo event, so I'm gonna say all right. Too much. Dinner. I'm gonna say you. I'm gonna say you had a hundred and seven songs. Hundred and seven is your answer in, in the thirteen set day. You, yes, you're gonna lock it in. I just locked it. I'm locking it. 107 is incorrect. It is what do you got? under. You are under. I will give okay, you so one. What? I will give you a second guess. 88. How could you say 88 if 107 is under? I'm just. I'm, I'm playing my bet. I'm going. Come down. Going down. 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 No, 107 is under. It's. I heard you. I heard you. Right. I heard you. So if 107, but all right, so we're not averaging in three days. So, so 107 is under, huh? Yes. Wow. But then I won. Listen, I won. I know, I but I'm giving you a second guess. Go, I was not supposed to go over. You're tricking me. You see, it's like blackjack. You're trying to get me to guess again, <laughs> and then I'll go over the number, and you'll be like, Brand, I'm giving you're you. Hey, so, I'm giving you. So a, no. So I'm just granting you a second guess. Bobby, document this. He's 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 documenting this right now. I was not stumped. You can't say stump the drummer because I didn't go over. If I went over, then yes, I would have lost. But I'm under right now. Right. So my competitor, my competition, who I don't see anywhere near me here presently, right. would have to be closer to that number than me in order for me to lose. I, I'm so just, if you're, I, you're, to, I understand what you're asking, but I just want to state for the record that I have completed the challenge. I have guessed under the limit, but I'm going to guess did, again. Yes, but I was gra- I'm just simply okay? granting you a second guess just for fun. <laughs> Okay, so the, with that second guess, do I get a question? Do I get to ask a question? Sure. 
Okay. So we're making up the rules as we go along. So sure. Hot, warm, cold. How close am I? Uh, you're warm. I'm warm. Okay. So 107. How about 116? Uh, that is very close, but I haven't because I didn't go over. You're still, so you still didn't get it right. All right. So if we said it was, it's close. If though. I said, if I originally said 10 songs a set, it'd be 130. So I don't think it's 130. I think it's realistically, if 116 is still not the number, I'm going to say 123. That's okay. Best that's, and that's best and final. That is close as well, but you went over. So I'm going to show you. There it is. 120. All right. 120. With a click so count, not, 120 yeah. songs on Friday. And so I didn't count them on Saturday. I figured it would probably be about the same. And then I didn't count them on Sunday either. But Sunday, we only did six sets uh, at, in the night band. So figure, so take away about 16 songs. Right, so, so on Sunday, it was about, I would say, 104. So 120, 120, 104 is uh, 340 four songs for the weekend. That's a great number, 344. So 9.23 songs per set. <laughs> yeah. So I originally said eight. So I was close. I was only up by yeah, a song I mean, it's, quarter. It, well, so it, no, it's, it's, it's not, it's, yeah, it's an average that you're taking, but it's not consistent because of the interaction that we have with the crowd. And correct, it's, and it's right. not just uh, taking requests. Sometimes there's other little things, that, especially with the day band, there's other little things that go on. Like um, we do pause every once in a while to say, hey, we have a tip jar here and hey, you could scan these QR codes and da 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 and you can and take care of so and so behind the bar. And we do, like do a little of that during the day. Also, if somebody's if it's somebody's birthday, we play mm. we play birthday by the Beatles, but we just play a, sure. a, a little bit of it. So I yeah, we just do it. We just do it up to this first part, you know, the, like say it's your birthday, yeah, happy birthday to you, yeah, say it's your birthday, uh, and then we out. Da, 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 yeah, that's da, it. Da, da, da. Right, happy birthday, Steve. That's exactly what we do too, and we may do that. Okay. We, uh, but I don't, I didn't count that as songs, and we may do that, you know, three or four or five or six times a day, depending on how many people walk in with for their birthday. So. It, it's it's a little tough to guess it because you know taking those those variables into account you don't know how long that's going to take and sometimes we just kind of fart around between songs too a little bit it depends. yeah and what i gather from what you're saying is too is that maybe one song one set is six or seven songs and one song is 11 right they're exactly. not all eight or nine there's not equal equilibrium there exactly so i get that so, so 120 songs average per day over three days Right. So anywhere between 344 and 360, you know, 350, right? Because you're never going to get the max amount because you're always going to have to talk and, and take requests. Right. So Doc, so had guessed, Doc had guessed 130, so he was pretty close, but he went over. Yep. So, okay, so 100, and, you know, roughly 350 songs. Yeah, because, see, I can't relate to that because our typical set is an hour and a half because we most of our gigs are two set gigs, right? Right. So we'll try to gauge it and say, okay, how many songs can you fit in in an hour and a half? You know, it's an average set, right? Right. And if it's a three-set gig, then you have to divide it, you know, pair it back by the same amount of time, right? Because sometimes we play, like I played on Saturday, 8 to 11. It was just two long sets, you know? Right. But if we play 7 to 11, then we'll do three sets. Right. You know, break it up a little bit instead of doing two mega long sets. Uh, just, you know, just to throw it in there. Right. But hey, nonetheless, man, that's awesome. You're living your best life. You're playing 350 songs a weekend. And what else could a cover band musician ask? For? I know. I mean, enjoy it while you have it, while you have it, right? Because it's not going to last forever. And at least the time that you have now that you spend doing it, you're getting acclimated to it now. So in the beginning, right, probably for like the first 10 gigs, you're like, ah, oh, dude, this is rough, right, man? But then you start to hit your stride. Like you said, you pack a cooler, you get in a routine, you start bringing food, you got Sonny as your wingman. He sounds like an energetic, you know, positive guy. Mm -hmm. So he's there reinforcing it. He's standing right next to you. I don't know how close, if he's rubbing up next to you, maybe you're feeling some of his energy. And then, you know, <laughs> you're, you're doing the gigs every weekend. And now you're months into it now, and it's becoming more of a pattern 
And it's not so daunting of a thing because think about it. We talked about this probably five episodes ago or even longer when you first had the opportunity. You were like, man, it's going to be a, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's going to be a big ask, you know, yeah. like it's a, it's a big commitment. Yeah. Like anything else, right? It seems daunting at first. Once you break through that barrier and you become that dark horse, Steve Witchell, and you're, you're taking responsibility for what you want to do and you're, you're engaged in it and you're, you're digging in and you're committed and, now you guys are probably getting to be like a well-oiled machine between the two bands because you're playing so much every weekend. It becomes like, you know, the, the benefits now that you reap after you get through. It's almost like if you start working out, right? Like that first month, you're sore every day. You're you're beat on, like, but you, you're 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 constantly like giving yourself a pep talk to keep going. And I got I got to work out today, and I got to get up early, and I got to do it. And you know, but after a month of being in the routine, now you're like. Yeah, I'm doing it, man. I'm walking the talk and I am living it. Yeah. And I am engaged now. And now I'm not so intimidated by it or thinking about how daunting of a task is. But now I'm starting to enjoy it and think about how, you know, how can I start to to, to really engage in this? And, and, and you know, you, it starts to become part of your your personality and your your weekly routine and like your your life, you know, and it becomes something substantial. Yeah. So enjoy it while you can, because at some point, right, it's going to go away. Yeah, exactly. You know I can't do it forever, right? but it does it right. does still feel a little intimidating sometimes and a little daunting. Um, and I, but, but let me ask you, why is that though? If you've done it now for months on end, you know you can do it. You know you have the stamina. Your back's not hurting. You can certainly play um, the tunes. Everyone's accustomed to doing it. What's what's the daunting? Well, and I don't I don't ask this as a question to like challenge you. I'm saying like from your like, what can you share with us? That's st after all this time and given your comfortability with the situation, what is still the daunting? Part of well, it. my back definitely does hurt still sometimes. Um, it's not too bad, but it does hurt. But it's it's that, and I've talked about this before. It's that no matter how many times you've played a song, how many times, how many gigs you've done, um, no, no matter how many familiar you are with the band, the repertoire, the the room, whatever, you still have to deliver. You have to, you know, the people that come to see you. Most often, those people are seeing you and that band for the first time. So no matter how good you've done in the past, what you've accomplished in the past, none of that matters to that person. That person's there for that experience for that night. So you have to deliver. And and maybe daunting isn't the right word, but it, I, I feel that the the gravity of it, I, I felt it this weekend, where you feel the responsibility, the responsibility of... I'm in one of the best bands on Bourbon Street, if not the best band on Bourbon Street on the weekend nights. And, you know, it's not a lot of people get to do this in life. And I, I got to this point now where I'm playing in this band, where I'm I'm more than worthy to be in that band. And, and I'm doing a good job. You know, I'm, like I said, I've been in this for months now since Halloween is when I started. Um, so... But I still am am very aware that I have to get up there and deliver. You know, I can't phone it in. You know, I have to. Hey, but you can only bring your best to every gig, and that's all they can expect. I mean, listen, everybody out there right now, even all the people that are in our chat group, right? Mm -hmm. Any musician out there that plays in a cover band knows that some nights you have a great night, and some nights you have a good oh, night, yeah. right? Yeah. It just depends on the night. And, so, and you have no control over that because there's many factors that can influ influence that, right? Yeah. But you do the best that you can. And some nights your voice will sound the best it could possibly sound. And some nights it it sounds good, but you don't have that confidence or that stamina. Like I know for me, some nights I know when I'm singing, like there'll be nights when I'm like, I can definitely hold that note for 15 to 20 seconds at the end of that song. You know, like I can belt it out. I'm going to be able to carry it. Other nights you just, it's just not there. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's a physical element of what we do as musicians. Right. But you definitely we are friends claire yeah no claire i'm interviewing steve to see if i wanted to play in my band because i don't know if he's good enough <laughs> no we're lifelong friends we're brothers from another mother yeah. and we do this for um you know our joy yeah, but I, and to benefit. I, i'm just like you know i'm, I'm saying so it's like i understand you feel that responsibility that weight to deliver uh -huh. and at the same time you bring your best and it's like you know it's it's almost like worrying that you're not going to be able to bring your best but you're bringing but your i best. don't worry so, about it i'm just aware of it no i'm not saying you do. yeah I, i'm just yeah because the, again the person in the audience doesn't know that i've been playing all day doesn't care that i'm tired doesn't care that my back hurts they want to be entertained and i it's it's my responsibility as a person in that band 
to to deliver to get my to get the job done regardless of 100%. how tired or fatigued or I am. Hundred percent. And and you know, one, one o'clock in the morning. You know, one o'clock in the morning, one thirty in the morning, or like one o'clock in the morning when we're still playing, and I've already been playing for twelve hours, or you know, almost or eleven hours. Um, and I've played, you know, up to that point over a hundred songs during the day. I still have to for that last half hour. I still have to be up there and rocking and playing well and all that. So, but do you find some nights that when you get to that point, like you're legit beat, you're tired, you're you know, you're you're bringing your best. But do you find some nights that at that point in time, you're you're still in your stride and you're you're ready yeah, to go? Yeah, yeah. Actually, sometimes when we're done, I still feel like I could I could play another set. Yeah. Um, it, it's. You know, it's different every day, but but more often than not, lately I've had more energy. I've, I'm more in in the groove here now with this, with doing this these marathon gigs. Um, but I'm also aware I can't keep this up, and I don't want to. I don't. And so I'm setting a target for Memorial Day to end one of those gigs. But what if they say, Steve, we can go till the end of this year? Well, I could. I mean, I, I'm saying, so, but, but would you? But the, is the choice that you don't want to? Yes. Or are you just setting yourself a, a and, and let me ask you a question. Why do you not want to continue it? Because given it's... all the benefits, right? Listen, let, let me just weigh out the benefits. Okay. The money, the 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 clarity and tightness that you develop with your fellow bandmates in both bands because you're playing so often. Right? right. Your own personal growth and development as a player, because you're you're playing more than you ever have. So yes. you don't even have to practice. You know, there's no time to practice. You don't need to practice. I do practice though. I still do. I'm yeah, I'm saying, but you don't need to, but you do. Yeah. So you're you're you know, you're learning new songs, you're practicing your craft, you've bought new gear to get a different tone, right? Because you needed that for this band. Right. So it's it's evolved you as a as a player, which inherently involves you as a person, right? So when you're constantly looking to better yourself in every area of your life, you know, which we always talk about, mm -hmm. right? What a great opportunity to say, hey, like I'm in the stride now. I, I, I'm used to doing these 13, you know, sets a day for, you know, how many months now? And I got more months to go. So my question is just why are you setting that deadline just because you want to, to, to do something different or just because, you know, in other words, if you're already in the groove, it's almost like if you're working out, like I, I bring it back to that. Once you're in the groove of doing it, it's like I wouldn't want to stop because once you stop, it's going to be really hard to start again. Um, yeah, I, it's because I want to do other things and it's because the summer is very slow here in New Orleans and it's also very, very hot and I don't want to be, you know, out in the hot for 12, 13 hours on, you know, on stage. I, that, I mean, I'll play, I, I mean, I'm fine with playing, but doing, I just, for the summer, I just don't want to. Um, but I, I might change my mind. I might, we'll see. But I am kind of setting that at least I'm kind of setting it as I have that option. I really have that option now, but yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Once you once you're grinding on anything, right? And any any occupation that you do is for a living, whether you're a musician, you're a carpenter, you're an accountant, you're you know, whatever you do, right? Whatever whatever in life you pursue, there's gonna be times when you gotta grind, right? Like you're in the grind and you're getting up early and you're hitting it and you're, and you know, like in our situation, like you're doing, you know, 13 sets a night for three nights in a row. And it's like, you kind of get in that rhythm of grinding and it's like a double-edged sword, right? Because for a while you can do it, but then you get accustomed to doing it. And then it's like, you wanna make the decision like, well, I'm already here, right? Do I keep doing it because I'm already conditioned to do it, right? Or do you, you've had enough of it and you're ready to move on. Yeah. You know, and I, I just look at it as a perspective of it's great to move on. Right. But try to ride the wave as long as you can, because at some point they're going to say, hey, guys, we don't want the band anymore because that's how Bourbon Street works. Right? Yeah. Like but, at some uh, point I, they're going to change. They're going to change. the You know, the venue's going to change the artist. It's unlikely for Rockbox. Rockbox has been there for like 10 years in that in that room. And there's, okay. there's no other band that would do better in that room. That for that weekend um so they band the con they band right, maybe that, but there's there's more of a dearth of of bands than a surplus in, in new orleans so we end up getting asked to do like the day band uh cornerstone we ended up getting asked to cover other spots that are vacant with that band um so it's unlikely that either band is going to lose its gig uh anytime soon 
Um, mm. I, and I certainly won't leave, you know, if I'm going to leave one band, it's going to be Cornerstone and play with Rockbox. Um, but I'm not going to leave them with no bass player, you know? Yeah, but couldn't you, couldn't you pull the classic New Orleans Bourbon Street card and say, hey, I'm taking a leave of absence. I'll get you a sub. I could do that, my, sure. Still my gig. Yeah. If I want to come back to it, I can. Or I could just take one of the days off, you know, and, and just kind yeah, of. right, right. Yeah, you got options. Yeah, I know. do have options. But I, I guess maybe I'm looking at that deadline as be, because I want to to psych myself into the fact that I am going to be playing doubles until the end of May. You know, I'm, go, I'm <laughs> going to be doing it. When May comes, you'll psych yourself. Stuff up again to say I'm going to be doing this till September. Yeah, yeah, it's and you know that's kind of how I get through it psychologically during the day. Yeah. I don't think of it as I'm playing 120 songs. I don't think of it as I'm playing for 13 sets. I think right. of it as all right, I'm playing for two hours and 15 minutes until break. You know, and that's it. You know, then I I break it down into smaller bits, and then we're playing another two sets until the end of this, and then I have 45 minutes in between, and then okay, we're just playing this. And I, so I break it down psychologically. It makes me, it, it makes it easier for me to to handle it. So yeah, so maybe that's that same mentality. I'm thinking I'm going to plow through to the end of, end of May, and then, you know, that's that's what I need to do at this point. Which again, like you said, it's the most I've ever played in my life. And I've been yeah. playing for 40 years. It's the most I've ever played in my life. So, um, so I think that's kind of the right way to, to go about it right now. So our good friend, Mike Schulte from pork tornadoes has asked me, yeah. Tony B, do you gig out with that kit behind you or does it live there permanently? Mike, it lives there permanently. I have several kits that the kit you're looking at behind me lives there permanently and i have a completely different gig kit that i take out with me which if you'd like to see i could show you a photo steve i'm sure everyone will be interested to see what kind of kit i play out live right considering i don't bring the kit behind me right let's see what we got all right while you're doing that we're going to take a short break for the audio podcast and we'll be right back after these messages yes Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so let's see. You got it? Hey, we're back. Dude, please, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's my gig kit. That's, a, that's still a pretty big kit, part. though. Um, Yeah, it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's funny that everyone says that to me. They're like, oh, dude, you bring so many drums. And I'm like, it's really not that many drums. But I, I guess I'm just used to bringing, like, a giganto kit. So when I bring... Like a non-gigantic kit, like I mean, this is it from the front. Would, let's let's ask our audience: Would you consider this to be a big drum set, like something that would not be presentable to bring to a gig? I mean, it, it doesn't seem like that many drums to me. Really well, I mean, the kits that the drummers use that I play with, yeah, are, you, know, they, so they have kit. one one tom, one up tom, one floor tom. Yep. Maybe it's hard. I can't, I can't get it to focus. So you can please yeah. See it. Yeah. yeah. It's there you go. But yeah, that there, there you go. That's the kit. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's still a pretty extensive kit. Listen, it's every bit of an hour to set up and mic and get going. I mean, cause you got to remember, it's not just the drums. I got a full mixer with me. I got a board, you know, I mic everything. I send out my mix to the PA he sends me back my, you know, my monitor mix. I send him a clean vocal so he can put it out in the house mix. Right. And then I have, you know, everything is in ears for me. So I listen to everything. I listen to my drums all mic'd up and then I get a monitor mix and I have my vocal. And it's, uh, I must say, when I gig, I do bring a lot of stuff, but I thoroughly enjoy the experience and it's like I'm playing to a record. So I'm going to play out with my band. I want it to sound really good, at least from my perspective where I'm sitting. Sure. Because like garbage in, garbage out. You know what I mean? Right. If you sound good in your monitor, you're going to play better. 
it's just a fact. It's just the way it is. Right. Because if you can't hear yourself or you, you know, something sounds a little wonky and you're playing too hard, it's like when the mix is good in your head, then you play comfortable. Yeah, for sure. And that and that's when you play the best, right? I mean, everyone out there can attest to that. You're at your best when you're comfortable, when you're in the zone and it's flowing and you're not thinking about it. And that's what I got to bring to get there. Yeah. So it's worth it for me to get there two hours early to a gig to settle it up. Because you got to remember too, like when you guys play bourbon, it's a house kit, right? Like the drummer shows up, he brings cymbals and his and and, and a seat and stuff, right? Because it's the same band every every time. Or is he bringing his own drums? Because I got to bring my own drums to every venue, set them all up in their entirety, mic everything, perform the gig, and then break everything down and take it with me. Uh, Nothing there's, left there's house kits. There's just a kick. Uh, uh one up time and one floor time in both rooms and then the drummers bring their snare pedals cymbals um yeah um so yeah so that's what they have to make use of that of those kits you know hey listen i've played plenty of gigs on you know on a five-piece kit or a four-piece kit it's just that i prefer to bring more stuff listen some of the songs we covered too, oh, yeah, it's not wrong started... no no i'm listen i'm not defending it this is what it is it's who i am yeah if you don't like it too bad right but, um, you know, we played that now we just added songs like, say, Subdivisions by Rush. So, you know, you can play it on a on a four piece kit. Mm. It just won't have the authenticity that it needs. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's your little playground there. And, and I, I would percussion playground, baby. I wouldn't blame you for, for bringing even a bigger kit what you have. But I just compare it to what I'm used to. That's a yeah. that's a sure. lot of drums. <laughs> And listen, I have brought giant kits with me and it's just, you know, it's great fun to play, but it just takes so long to set up and break down that, you know, unless you're at a private venue or, you know, if you had a bar, like you always said, you got to be considerate of the employees at the bar, right? So if we're playing to 11 and they close at 12, you don't want to be there till one o'clock load now, right? You know, sure. it took you two hours to break down, you know, a 15 piece drum set. It was great, you know, for the gig, but so I've got it down to a science where I can set that whole kit up in an hour and I can break it down in an hour. Right. You know, mic'd up, ready to go. You know, hustling. If I got to take my time, I, an hour and a half, two hours, that's that's great. You know, because right. the other thing, too, is I try to video at the gigs, too. You know, set up a bunch of multiple cameras and get a bunch of angles. And it takes time, man. You know, you don't realize that the more stuff you bring, the more stuff you got to set up, you know, the more time it takes. But the end result's great, right? At the end of the gig, you have a video, you can document everything, you can go back, you can look at it. I got multiple angles. So, yeah, I'm a little bit of, of a lunatic in that regard, but, you know, that's how I roll. Right on. All right. So long answer to Mike Schulte's question, but yeah. There you go, Mike. Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't just say, no, I don't bring this kid. I bring another kid. <laughs> Next question. Thanks, right. guys. Um, that would be very cold. Yeah. For the people who are listening to the audio podcast, you know, Tony was showing his uh, kit that he uses on his phone. You can watch oh, yeah, this. Sorry. You can well, no, it's okay. I'm just letting them know that you can see this video if you check out the Cover Band Central YouTube channel or on the Cover Band Central Facebook page or in the Cover Band Central Facebook group because we do do this live as a live stream and then we upload the audio to uh, Patreon and uh, Megaphone. So check out the video if you're interested. So you can see Tony's massive kit behind him and the kit he actually uses for the show. Yes. For the shows. Um, so let's get to this topic because we kind of we kind of went astray a little bit for a bit, but yes, but some of that is is related. And the topic is because uh, I, I shared a uh, a post uh, a meme as I was doing my meme scheduling last night, and then I shared meme scheduling my meme like scheduling that. for the group or for the page rather, and then I, I shared uh, one of them just kind of struck me, um, and it just felt like it was resonating with me and I shared it in the group and the meme, it just says a great band will make everyone in the audience feel like part of the show. So it got some good engagement here in the group. And um, I, I was thinking of, and I didn't really connect the two until I came up with this topic today um, because the two bands that I play with are, are very different in, in the way they approach the, the gig. So, for instance, the day band, we have a tip app that we use. We take requests. We interact with the crowd a lot. If somebody walks in the room, we, uh, you know, and there aren't a lot of people in the room. If somebody walks in the room, we acknowledge them. You know, we say hello. We, we t where are you from? We talk to the people during the day a lot. So I, I, I meant to say before with the songs, 
Day band, 42 songs. Night band, 78 songs. So wait, the guy walks in the bar. You guys are like, hey, man, what's going on? What's your name? Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete, how's it going? Well, everybody, welcome Pete to the bar. Yeah, it's something like that, kind of. I, I mean, it's yeah, different yeah. for every situation, but... But but does, but does Pete walk in like... Sometimes, oh, yeah. Man, I, just, I just wanted to get a beer. I didn't want to be like on Spotlight. Yeah, and sometimes they love it. You know, it's... it's <laughs> Course, it, yeah. It's different for every situation, but the point is that we interact. We're like, yes, I am Pete, and I am here. Yeah, we break down that fourth wall, and we and we allow uh, interaction between the you know the band and the audience, and we yeah we ask people's names, where are they from, take requests, let them chat it out, and and it works well for that band um, because we we make good tips because of that. You know, people like to be involved in that way and um and it does well in fact friday there was a guy that came in when we first started we started two o'clock in the afternoon and he started tipping us a hundred dollar bills and he bought the band shots nine times he bought a band a, I thought it was a, the, a the band around shots and we didn't none of us drank them all we were kind of pouring them in other cups and stuff um Ooh. And ended up tipping us over the course of the day a thousand dollars in wow. uh, you know, ten one hundred dollar bills. So yeah, it makes us money by by having that philosophy. The night band, however, they do a show more so. It's it's very predictable. There's no set list, but it's pretty predictable what what songs are going to be played at what time. Um, there's a little bit of differences here and there, um, but for the most part, it's we're going to play this section of songs at around this time and and so on. And there's not a lot of interaction with the crowd. They're, they don't like to take requests. Um, really, they get annoyed almost when people ask for requests. And as a result, they don't make as much in tips. So, I, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with their strategy. That's the way they want to do it. They want to have a show. They want to have that fourth wall up for the most part. Uh, well, you have to have the flexibility too, to be able to take the request. Right? Yeah, but they do. You know, they do. They're just not, they don't seek to do it. You know, if, if somebody comes up and says, I got a hundred dollars. Can you play blah, blah, blah. Generally we'll do it. And even sometimes for 20 bucks, I got 20 bucks. Can you play Van Halen? And sure. even if we weren't yeah. like, and we do play Van Halen, a lot of Van Halen, but if we weren't going to play Van Halen at that point of the night, then sometimes it's like, oh, it throws a wrench in everything. And, and the, the the band leader might get a little bit annoyed about it, um, even if we're getting a but, tip. But let me ask you a question. Do you have to play the song at the exact time the guy's requesting it? The guy comes and says, hey, here's $20. Can you please play Van Halen? And you say, yeah, we'll get we'll get to it in this set, but it may not be the next song. You can do that, yeah. We can, they, maybe the guy's maybe the guy's leaving the bar with his entourage and he wants to hear it now before he goes. And we do do that sometimes. We do do that where, or that that band does do that sometimes. Where yeah, we're going to get to it soon. You know. Um, okay. So, um, but it's still a different philosophy. It's a different strategy. It's more of a, a we want people to come see our show. We want people to come see us perform. As opposed to the day band, where we feel like we want to make the audience the part a part of the show. So, but sure. but with this meme, and I'll read it again: a great band will make everyone in the audience feel like part of the show. That doesn't necessarily mean that there needs to be interaction. You can make no, people but, feel part of the show without interacting with them, without and them can. interacting with you. Is what I mean. And what I would say is that. My two cents worth is that, it, it, like for our band, like my, my band, we don't take requests, right? Like we don't. That's not something we do. But yet, the front man in the band has enough charisma and personality to engage the crowd. Where you know, he'll talk with the crowd, right, and have conversation with the crowd and interact the crowd with 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 the show. But to the point of you know some banter and some interaction and you know people will come up and, and, and hear a song and we have some regulars that will come out to see the band all the time, you know, so they'll come up to the front and they'll be excited that we're playing their song for them. But, you know, we won't take requests per se, like you were saying, just because we already have a set list and a show established, but within that show and set list, we will have interaction with the crowd, you know, even as much as like, 
you know, like I played a gig two weekends ago where the crowd was super, like one of those crowds where end of every song, roaring applause, right? Right. Super engaged, super appreciative of the music, yelling out in the middle of songs. You know, guitar player starts playing a killer solo. Guys run up to the band screaming, yeah! You know, right in his face with a beer in his hand. Like, it's totally excited into the into the thing. And like keyboard player Jim took him in just to say, hey guys, you know, we really appreciate your guys' enthusiasm and your participation in our show tonight. And it makes it so worthwhile for us to play, you know, in front of you guys and to perform. And it makes it so much more satisfying when you guys are engaged and you appreciate the music and you're engaged in the performance and you're, you're, you know, you're not requesting songs, but you're, you're showing your appreciation for what we're playing, mm. you know, every step of the way. And like, just having that conversation with, and give yourselves a big round of applause because you're like the best crowd we've had, oh, yeah, you course, know? Yeah. And one of those, you know, even though like the night before was the same, you know, quality crowd, right? But you want to make the room engage as part yeah, of the show. Yeah, that is part. That is making the audience part of the show. Doing that. that Correct. So there's. Right. So my two cents was just there's other ways to, like you said, there's, there's the fourth wall, and then there's breaking down the wall entirely. But I think there's two or three different ways to probably get to breaking that wall down, depending on how. And I think a lot of it is dependent on the front man in the band. Right or the front person, whether it be a guy, a girl, whoever's fronting the band, mm -hmm. really has to have that charisma and not be tentative or timid, but to own that room and engage the crowd in that experience. Right? Yeah. And if, I think if you have that front man leading the band that is of that conviction and is you know bringing the crowd into the experience with him and not like timid about it that breaks down the wall immediately because there's nothing that puts a wall up more quickly than a front man who's disengaged from the crowd, right? Who's very good at what he does, but just doesn't have that connection, right? So that's something we got to think about too, is how do you connect with that crowd to get them engaged, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. You need somebody on stage that has that charisma um, and, and can comfortably connect with the crowd. In the day band at Cornerstone, we have two singers and they both are very good at that. And I'm also on the mic quite a bit connecting with the crowd and Sonny, who is a front man in Rockbox, is also on the mic connecting with. So we're all kind of doing that. We all kind of, we all kind of make it like a laid back party at, at times. Um, and like Marianne said, our front man comes out with a radio mic and dances to the crowd. And that's another thing that's great. And that's something that Sonny does in Rockbox he'll go out, he's got a wireless mic and he'll go out in the crowd. He'll go sit down on the bar, um, whatever. Mm -hmm. He's, he's very good at that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, in the day band, they kind of do that too, sort of not, not as much, but, uh, but that's part of it too, right? You're putting on a show. So you could be the best right. singer, the greatest singer and sing like nobody else can sing. But if you're on stage and you're kind of behind your mic and you're just, you know, you're, you're, you belt out that song and it's, it's, it's better than the record. And then the song ends and you're just waiting for the next song and you're not interacting with the crowd. And there's no, you know, that, that, that could, that's something we always got to take into consideration, right? Like you're, you're there. Yes. You have to deliver the goods. Like you said earlier, you have responsibility, right. To do your part, play the song correctly, but you also have a responsibility to entertain the crowd, right? You have a responsibility to, to be a showman, right. To be a show person, to bring some sort of energy to that experience that those people are going to remember. And you could have played the song, the greatest ever but this other band didn't do it they did only did 90 percent of what you did but they had all these other elements and that's gonna the people are gonna remember the other band yeah they're not gonna care that you played that, that song note for note you sounded like the record but you guys were flat had no personality the crowd wasn't engaged yeah you know what i mean yeah you gotta be fun uh cory said absolutely cory said i play lead guitar in my band and i found that using my wireless setup and going out into the crowd and playing gets some great reactions yes um people love that absolutely Buddy Guy does that. If you have, if anybody's ever seen Buddy Guy live, he's a blues guitar player, um, legend, and one of the most entertaining live shows you'll ever, you'll ever see. He goes out in the crowd with his wireless guitar yeah. and walks right in the crowd and plays, and it's it's fun to watch. So, yeah. yeah, people, you know, high fiving him, patting him on the back. It's you know, you're you're really interacting with the crowd at that point, yeah. right? You know, it's like going out into the crowd with a wireless mic. Same thing. You know, people want to sing along. You're walking around. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's the hey, there's a singer. He was just on stage. Now he's at the bar with us. You know, let's take a let's take a selfie with him, type of thing. You know, 
and it, it it really it makes a big difference. So you can't. I guess the point I'm making is that you could you could play a hundred percent of the song correct to the best of your ability, note for note, great, perfect sound, mix is great, everyone's playing their part. But if you don't have that connection with the crowd, it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna deliver the. Well, concept. yes and no because part of the rock box thing is you know it's a show and the crowd absolutely loves that band because the band is really good. Uh, the yeah. band is playing songs um, very well, play, playing cool songs. Uh, but I'm saying that unto itself, Steve, is the engagement, right? Like the the crowd is engaged with the band, even though you're not having banter with them. Right. There's a connection. So that's all I'm saying. If you don't have some sort of connection with the crowd, you could be playing at, at you know the greatest song ever, but it's not going to matter. You need a connection. Yeah, yeah, and th- there is a connection that's built into the show uh, with with these guys. In fact, they they have the same exact banter, the same exact jokes for each part of like each song or each part of the show that they do every single time, every single, the same exact words, the same exact, uh, little, little shtick, whatever the shtick is. You're in a different scenario, right? Because the shtick is like, you know, it could be different people in the bar every 15 minutes. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So to them, and there's people that come back that are regulars that, expect that and and they and they like it and they'll still laugh at it um when they see the the that thing even though they've heard it a million times or seen it a million times right. um so but me being in the band now for you know uh like four months um now it's you know it's like okay yeah i know exactly what's going to be said here i know exactly how much time i have before the next song is going to be actually started like for instance uh don't stop believing we do and they start, you know, the keyboard player starts playing it, and uh, uh, Derek, one of the singers, says, he starts singing the uh, Black Eyed Peas song. I got a feeling <laughs> everything, and it goes along with that right. uh, chord progression, and then, uh, and then like the guitar player will walk over to him and be like, "No, no, that's that's not the right song." And he'll be like, "What? What? You know, it's it's a shtick." Um, right. And then he starts singing "Blinded by the Light," which goes well again with that chord progression right. and then they said no and then vince the guitar player starts playing uh my heart will go on the titanic song celine dion same chord progression um and then sometimes sonny will come in and do uh uptown girl same chord progression um in fact it, does you ever see the axis of awesome yes yeah, they do that same four chord progression um yeah over like a, a ton of songs um so during that period of time, I just, I have, there's a, like a subwoofer kind of thing by me right on stage. And I kind of just sit down for like two minutes while they do that. So, so I always look forward to that time. Like, all right, I know don't stop leaving is coming up. I'll get to sit down for two minutes. Yeah. And see on the flip side, like when, what we'll do with, with my band is we'll, we'll mix up the set every gig. So if the same people come, it's not the same songs. And that's what keeps them coming. You know, that, that's our shtick, right? right? Because you might see the band three times this month, but we're not going to play the same set every time. Right. There's mainstay songs, you know, that we'll always play that are staples, right? Right. But then there's other, you know, but then there's other variations of, because like you said, you can only play so many songs at a gig, right? So if you've got 150 songs in your repertoire and you can only play 45 or 50 songs max at a gig, you know, you you, you got a lot to to, to, to be able yeah. to mix in there, you know, and jumble up and depending on the venue and the type of environment, you know, and calling an audible, like that's something too, right? You can gauge the crowd. If the crowd's up dancing and all of a sudden I look at the set list and I see songs that are coming that are not really going to be dancing, you call an audible. Hey, let's go into this, go into the medley, go into that, you know, and you, and then you keep them up. So I think the show's dynamic in that way too. Yeah, that's cool. I miss that. You know? I miss being able to, you know, do 40, yeah. 40 songs of a 150 song list. And then the next gig, do some different ones and, you know, mix them up. Um, yeah. And play it. Although we did just learn for Rockbox, we learned two new songs. Uh, we only played one of them this past weekend and we're playing the new one, the other new one this coming weekend. Um, mm. Lonely is the Night by Billy Squire. Yeah. Uh, Good tune. We did that this past weekend and it went, it went better than I thought it would. Um, they're, they're trying to get early night songs, like early in the night, we do more classic rock, uh, a little more obscure than the don't stop believings, you know, that, that comes later. Mm -hmm. Um, so they wanted to 
have some new songs for that period of the of the night, the early part of the night. So that that's that. That's a very well known song. Yeah, maybe obscure like other ones, but that, that, it's a Billy. Well, we do. Hit. Everybody wants you. We also do. Everybody wants you. We've been doing that one. Yeah, we we do that uh, too. But lonely is the night. You know, it's I've never heard another band do it, so that's why I say obscure. Mm. I, I think. I think when Billy people pick a Billy Squire song, they pick "Everybody Wants You." I think that's yes, the one. Yes, I would agree. Um, and then we do we um, we're doing a "Rocking Into the Night" by Thirty Eight Special um, this coming weekend, and we we've already been nice. doing "Hold On Loosely," you know, for forever. Everybody does "Hold On Loosely," so we're doing "Rocking Into the Night." So that keeps that's fun. That keeps it fresh. I like learning new songs. I like you know, it makes everything fresh, kind of somehow. Yeah, you need a little shot of adrenaline once in a while. Yeah, so that's good though. But yeah, so the two bands. So I think the okay. yeah. Sure. So the two bands. It's a different way of looking at it as far as engaging with the crowd, and neither one is necessarily better. They're just different. Um, I think we do better with tips by really involving people in the crowd. Um, it might just be that it's during the day, though. It might just be that it's that room. It might just be the the particular personnel in the band who know how to do that, you know, how, how to interact, um, that are comfortable with it and don't do it as shtick, but do it as like... Um, Second nature. Almost. Yeah, just do it as like as whatever the situation is, whatever right. whatever's warranted there whatever the person wherever the person's from you know um there's always some we always ask where people are from you know being that we're in a tourist town and there's always something that you can go with based on that information you know where they're from well there's there's so many variables like you said you know how to connect with the crowd so i think each pj is here what's up pj hey pj so i think each you know band right out there has to decipher for themselves what works right yeah what what is your shtick what is your connection with the crowd and how does it work it's going to be different for every band right because like you said variables personalities rooms crowds the same thing may not work all the time um so you know you find what works for you right and you got to be comfortable with it. like you said you can't be forced because then it will seem that way right right yeah like, you want to be natural mm-hmm. definitely i i mean yeah yeah I, there's nothing wrong, I guess, with doing the same shtick all the time. Um, because it, it doesn't, I, I wouldn't force isn't the right word. It, it, no, no, not, yeah. I don't mean that. I mean, like, I mean, the same shtick all the time is not be forced. I mean, like, if you said, like, hey, we're, you know, we don't typically, you know, do requests, right? Because we're a show band, right? So that's what I'm saying. It's like forced nature would be to say, okay, well, let, let's try for the next five gigs to just take requests and try this app that Steve's talking about. You know what I mean? It might work. It might not work. Like, so each band has its own thing, right? Some things just happen naturally. Like I said, for my band, the requesting wouldn't work well for us because we have a show and we have a certain routine of songs that we do, you know? Right. And out of those 150 songs, there's probably realistically 20 that never get touched, you know? Right. Between gigs or rehearsals. So someone requests that, I'm sure there'd be one person in the band that would say, I'm not prepared to do that. Like, I haven't played that song in, in two years. I can't do it right now. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. So as long as you're prepared for that, that's what I guess I mean by forced right like your day band that's a common thing with the requests right so you guys are ready for that mm-hmm. it's no pressure no pressure right you don't go there saying like oh god i hope someone doesn't request xyz song because we haven't done it in a while you know right 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 it's like go there and you're like hey whatever the request we're gonna play and we're gonna get tipped for it it's, it's part of the routine so that's what i mean when i say it's natural it's not forced. Right. it's not like you're trying to do something that you're not comfortable with to make it work right yeah we do songs that we we've never played before you know, we're, we're, we're sure. willing to try that. And, uh, but I mean, you're up, you're up for it. It's not yeah. forced, right? Like you're not saying, Hey, you know, Pete, you have to play this song. And he's like, but I don't want, I don't know what I'm afraid to play it. No, everyone's like, Hey, I don't know, but let's just do it. Right. Let's we'll just get through it and we'll, we'll figure right. it out and we'll be on to the next song in three minutes from now. Right. So yeah, like Tony said, do what's best for you. Yeah. Try different things, see what works. And, uh, you know, but don't be afraid to try stuff. Um, CoverBandCentral.com is where you can go for all things CoverBandCentral. Sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. CoverBandCentral.com. Go check it out. And if you need to contact me or us, Steve at CoverBandCentral.com is the way to go. Um, 
subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is in the description. Check us out on Pantheon and uh, check out all the other great music related podcasts that are there. And uh, yeah, and subscribe to everything that we have. That's all I'm asking. You know, that's not a lot to ask. <laughs> subscribe to everything we have immediately now. Yes. Not a big ask. Uh, it's easy. Thank you guys all for watching and listening. And uh, we are planning something big for episode 200. So stick around for that as we get closer and closer. You'll see it's going to be great. In the meantime, away. be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. We'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.